The U.S. is now averaging 30,000 cases a day, biggest impact in areas with low vaccination rates. Numbers are not only rising again, they're rising quickly. New cases have tripled since June, and the increases are most pronounced in areas where vaccination rates lag behind, including parts of Arkansas, Mississippi, and Missouri. If you are vaccinated, you are very well protected against hospitalization and death. Unfortunately, that is not true if you are not vaccinated. CDC officials say 97% of people hospitalized with COVID are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Why would that be? Why would that be? Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. You can call in and tell me why. I got the feeling that something right. No, it ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN. In Palinville, New York on WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFZ. Down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ. Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ. In Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR. And Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM 950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the Internet, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman. Your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today for another thrilling edition of the Bradcast. A thrilling edition that includes it being your birthday. Oh, yes, it is my birthday. How but is it going so far? It is not going well. Thank you very much for asking, Desi Doyen. <laughs> First, uh, well, you know, I don't mind working on my birthday. That's fine. But when I woke up this morning, my computer... Had was crashing, was in the middle of a crash, and it has been crashing ever since. And so I'm sort of flying blind today. It's not uh, n- not the way I wanted to spend my birthday, as my computer <laughs> is back home rebuilding itself. Hopefully, we'll see. But we'll get today's show out. How we'll let everybody know about it afterwards, I don't know, because I can't really do email. And how we'll do tomorrow's show. I have no idea. It's a birthday adventure. It's so fun. Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'm sure our callers today will maybe cheer me up for my birthday uh, because I really want to open the phones today to as many listeners as I can. Our number will be 818-985-5735 if you are live in our, uh, well, if you are in our live listening area. 
hopefully you're live or you're not going to be calling. Um, but our live listening area here in Cal- Southern California or you're streaming via kpfk.org. I have got uh, two questions that I'm going to ask that I really want to hear f- uh, from folks on. One, if you are not vaccinated at this point, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your reasons for why that is at this point, given all that we know. I'm astounded at the number of folks refusing to take the life-saving treatments that could end this pandemic once and for all. But clearly, they ain't going to do it anytime soon, and it's not going to end anytime soon because of that. Um, You know, given those who refuse or decline or are just hesitant or for any number of reasons... Uh, Maybe they can't take the vaccine, um, even though it's a free vaccine that could save your life and mine. Uh, So I'd love to get your calls on that. Also, Democrats are preparing a massive, currently $3.5 trillion reconciliation package, sort of a once in a generation package that can be passed in the U.S. Senate right now with a simple majority vote. No need to overcome a filibuster. No need to get any Republicans to play along. But, you know, they got pretty much just one chance at that at this uh, this year. And the package that they're working on focuses on things like uh, so-called human infrastructure, health care, child care, parental leave, the expansion of Medicare and the Affordable Care Act uh, or Obamacare and much, much more. A lot of good stuff already in this package that they're putting together, uh, infrastructure stuff that is not in the parallel, much smaller bipartisan legislation that is sort of moving along on the same track with it. That bill, the bipartisan bill, focuses on traditional hard infrastructure stuff like roads and bridges. But the Democrats' only reconciliation package will also include stuff like the expansion of our electric vehicle infrastructure, incentives to move toward clean, renewable energy, hopefully. But Democrats can essentially include anything they like in this bill, really, as long as it meets a few strict Senate rules that we'll talk about in a little bit. But if you are a Democrat and if you've got a potentially once in a generation opportunity to pass stuff regarding guns, climate, marijuana, pretty much anything that you want, as long as it is somehow mostly budget related What would you like to see Democrats add to that reconciliation package? I think they ought to lard it up because Lord knows when they'll ever be able to pass anything again in this Congress. Lard it up with anything they have been trying to pass for years and years. Come up with some uh, budget angle to it uh, and get it done in this package with 50 Democratic votes. Again, I'm at 818-985-5735. First, quickly, though, I want to hit a few developments out of the fake so-called post-election forensic audit uh, still being carried out in Maricopa County, Arizona. That's Phoenix over the past several months. Uh, We've had a few new developments uh, there over the past few days regarding the right wing conspiracy theory group calling themselves the Cyber Ninjas. That has been uh, contracted by the GOP state Senate to uh, carry out this audit, which they are doing almost completely in secret. So we don't yet know too much about it, but we are learning more of late. Late last week, we got some clues about the Cyber Ninja's findings. And for now, suffice to say, those findings uh, 
served as a good reminder that the cyber ninjas have never actually done an election audit. They don't really know anything about how elections work. They made some claims at a state Senate hearing last week, which are pretty easily debunked. Uh, But I'll get to some of that debunkage, hopefully, on tomorrow's broadcast, if I'm able to do tomorrow's broadcast. For the moment, though, I just want to note this analysis that the Associated Press released late last week concerning reports of voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election in, uh, in Arizona. That is, at least in theory, at the heart of the claims that led to this audit theater clown show still underway in Maricopa, uh, now underway for I don't know how many months at this point. But according to AP, on Friday, Arizona county election officials have identified fewer than 200 cases of potential voter fraud in the state out of more than three million ballots cast in last year's presidential election, further discrediting former President Donald Trump's claims of a stolen election as his allies continue a disputed ballot review in the state's most populous county. An AP investigation found 182 cases where problems were clear enough that officials referred them to investigators for further review. So far, only four cases have led to charges in the state including those identified in a separate state investigation. No one has yet to be convicted. No person's vote was counted twice, at least according to the AP analysis. They note that while it's possible more cases could emerge, the current numbers based on data from every county in the state illustrate what they describe as the implausibility of Trump's claims that fraud and irregularities in Arizona cost him the state's electoral votes. In final certified and audited results, Biden won 10,400 more votes than Donald Trump in Arizona out of 3.4 million cast. Arizona's potential cases also illustrate another reality. Voter fraud is often bipartisan. Of the four Arizona cases that have resulted in criminal charges, two of them involved Democratic voters and two involved Republicans. So even if there was uh, some sort of voter fraud, who's to say it benefited Joe Biden or benefited Donald Trump in a uh, in a, a sort of split down the middle state like Arizona? AP's review supports statements made by many state and local election officials, including many Republican county officials and Republican Governor Doug Ducey, that Arizona's presidential election was secure and its results valid. The AP tallied the potential 182 cases, remember, out of 3.4 million votes cast, Uh, These uh, potential cases after submitting public records requests to every Arizona county, most of the counties, 11 out of 15, reported they had forwarded zero potential cases to local prosecutors. The majority of cases identified so far involve people casting a ballot for a relative who had died or people who tried to cast two ballots. And that can happen for a number of reasons, both criminal and as an innocent mistake. Uh, Some elderly people, for example, may vote by mail and forgot that they vote by mail and then they'll show up and try to vote again just to make sure that their vote uh, is counted. Donald Trump also told his supporters, hey, if if you're not sure, 
If you're not sure that your mail ballots arrived, go and vote in person. Also, you'll recall, there was a problem with the U.S. Postal Service last year stalling, delaying the delivery of, uh, of mail-in ballots. And so a lot of people got concerned about it, and they tried to go in and vote in person. In addition to AP's review of county election offices, an election integrity unit of the state attorney general's office, the Republican state attorney general's office in Arizona, uh, was created in 2019 to ferret out fraud. They have been reviewing potential cases of fraud. And a spokesman for Republican Attorney General Mark Burnovich in Arizona told the AP back in April that the unit had 21 active investigations, although he did not specify if all of them were from last fall, so there could have been even fewer than that from last November's presidential election. They could have come from the primaries. They could have come from years prior. A month later, they say that Bernovich's office indicted a woman for casting a ballot on behalf of her dead mother in November, and that would be illegal and criminal, at least in most cases. Maricopa County, for its part, which is subject to the disputed ballot review ordered by the state Senate Republicans, has identified just one case of potential fraud out of 2.1 million ballots cast in the state's largest county. That was a voter who might have cast a ballot in another state. And while that is unlawful, some people, particularly those who have two houses, for example, in two different states, sometimes they believe that they are legally allowed to vote in both states. The case was sent to the county attorney's office. That was forwarded now to the state attorney general. They're looking into it. But virtually all the cases identified by county election officials we're in Pima County. That's uh, home to Tucson, and that involves voters who attempted to cast two ballots. They were prevented from doing so in all cases, according to AP's report from all of these counties in question. So um, that's what we typically find after elections. A few people who vote for their spouses uh, or they didn't know that they couldn't vote twice, but they get stopped when trying to do so. Or even people who were dead on Election Day, but voted by mail lawfully before they died. That can happen, too. Happens all the time. Nonetheless, if you are unlucky enough to follow folks who follow right-wing Twitter and Facebook feeds and the statements from our disgraced former president over the weekend, you are likely to have heard all kinds of insane numbers coming out of the state Senate hearing in Phoenix last Friday. Ridiculous numbers, like 74,000 votes that nobody knows where they came from in Maricopa. And other stuff like that from the Cyber Ninjas, again, making clear that the Cyber Ninjas have no idea how elections actually work. I hope to talk about some of their claims uh, on tomorrow's broadcast, as I said, as, as most of them are already debunked. They sounded insane. Donald Trump was apoplectic about it. He thought that this, we should completely hold a new vote in Arizona right off the bat. Well, uh, that was because he didn't wait around to find out what actually happened with those votes, which were, like I said, pretty much debunked, pretty much right as soon as they came out of uh, the cyber ninjas' mouths. Uh, but since I really want to get to some calls today, I'm going to just jump to another story here for today uh, to open up the phone lines at 818-985-5735. We have been talking over the past week or two 
uh, of uh, of shows here on the broadcast about some of the largely Trump supporting pockets of the country, like in Missouri and Mississippi and Tennessee, where covid infection rates are just absolutely spiking again now after they had plummeted once the vaccines came out and people started taking them. Uh, sadly, these people who are getting sick are almost entirely people who are not vaccinated today. It's Arkansas, which is taking the lead in increased infections, hospitalizations and deaths, as The New York Times detailed over the weekend in a somewhat horrifying report. I want to share just some of this with you, and then we'll get to your calls at 818-985-5735. So this from The Times over the weekend. uh, When the boat factory in this leafy Ozark Mountain city of Mountain Home offered free coronavirus vaccinations this spring. Susan Johnson, 62 years old, a receptionist at the boat boat factory, declined the offer, figuring she was protected as long as she never left her house without a mask. Linda Marion, 68 years old, a widow with chronic pulmonary disease, worried that a vaccination might actually trigger COVID-19 and kill her though there is no evidence of that happening to anybody. Barbara Billigmeyer, 74 years old, an avid golfer who retired in Arkansas from California. She believes she didn't need to take it because she said, quote, I never get sick. Well, last week, all three of those ladies were patients on 2 West. That's the overflow ward that is now largely devoted to treating COVID-19 at Baxter Regional Medical Center, the largest hospital in North North Central Arkansas. Ms. Billigmeyer said the scariest part was the, quote, uh, you can't breathe. For 10 days, Ms. Johnson had relied on supplemental oxygen being fed to her lungs through nasal tubes. Ms. Marion said that at one point she felt so sick and so frightened she wanted to give up. She said, quote, it was just terrible. I felt like I couldn't take it. And all uh, while all of, of that is, is horrible and sad, if only because it's so unnecessary, given the availability of the vaccines and that they prevent almost every case of severe covid that would require hospitalization. And despite their ordeals, none of these three women actually change their mind about getting vaccinated. It's just too new. Mrs. Bilgemeyer said it's like an experiment. And now, to me, this is just mind boggling. That's why I want to hear from some of you who have decided not to take your vaccinations. 818-985-KPFK. But this is coming as uh, the Delta variant is now accounting for more than half of the new infections in the U.S., Uh, And it's hitting hard in places like Mountain Home, a city with fewer than 13,000 people not far from the border from my old home state of Missouri. The The variant has highlighted a new divide in America, the New York Times says, between communities with high vaccination rates where it causes hardly a ripple and those like Mountain Home that are under vaccinated where it threatens to upend life all over again. Part of the country is breathing a sigh of relief. Part is holding its breath. Then, of course, there are places like here in Los Angeles, L.A. County, where health officials are taking no chances and thus last week reinstituted the mandate for mask wearing indoors in public places because of the rise of the Delta variant. 
And frankly, I don't mind at all, but that's just me. I read a lot of science, and with the infection rates ticking up all over the country, largely in Trump-supporting pockets of the country, those infections affect all of us because the more the virus is duplicated, the more variants are created, which may or may not be handled as well by our current vaccines. In Baxter County, where the hospital is in uh, in Arkansas, fewer than a third of the residents are actually fully vaccinated at this point. That's below both the state and the national averages. Dr. Rebecca Martin, a pulmonologist there, said it is absolutely flooded in her hospital. In the first half of June, the hospital averaged only one or two covid patients a day. But on Thursday, 22 of the unit's 32 beds were filled with patients. Five were in intensive care. At Baxter Regional, many doctors and nurses are girding for yet another wave while they are still exhausted from battling the pandemic that they thought had gone away. The average age of a coronavirus patient now in Arkansas has dropped by nearly a decade since December from 63 years old to 54 years old. That's due to the fact that three-fourths of older Arkansans are at least partially, uh, partly vaccinated. But some patients at the Little Rock Hospital are in their 20s and 30s at this point. One doctor said it's really discouraging to see younger, sicker patients. We didn't see this degree of illness earlier in the epidemic. Young, pregnant coronavirus patients were once rare, the Times reports, but recently in uh, this part of Arkansas, four or five of them ended up in intensive care. After ventilators did not do the trick, they were moved to a last resort process called ECMO that hooks, basically you hook yourself up to a machine, you send your blood from the body into the equipment, which adds oxygen and then pumps it back into the patients. It is horrible. But it's a last resort. A 25-year-old woman, a coordinator in a county prosecutor's office, was about 30 weeks pregnant when she arrived at the hospital. Critically ill. To save her life, doctors delivered the baby girl by emergency cesarean uh, section, then hooked her up to the ECMO machine. I mean, these stories are, are horrible. And they're mostly horrible because they needn't happen at all. David Deutscher, 49 years old, an Air Force veteran. He's no longer uh, a vaccine holdout. He said he fought COVID for 10 days at home before he went to the hospital with a 105 degree fever. The experience, he says, has shaken him to his core. He dissolved into tears, describing it, apologizing for being an emotional wreck. And when he failed to improve with monoclonal antibody treatment, he said, quote, that was probably the most scared I have ever been. This guy's an Air Force veteran. He said he never got vaccinated because he thought if he wore a mask, that would suffice. In the past 21 years, he's only ever had the flu once. Another one of these people who says I never get sick. He said, once I started feeling better, I got on the phone and I just started calling everybody I knew to tell them to go get that vaccine. He did not even wait to be discharged. He did it from his hospital bed. The coronavirus is no joke, he told his friends, several of whom finally decided to get their shots. So what's your excuse? I'm really very curious, and I'm not trying to judge here, but I really am curious. At this point, I would love to hear from folks out there who have not taken their shots. I would love to know why. What are you hearing? What is it, what is it that is making you believe it is a smart idea to not take this life-saving vaccine? 
818-985-5735 is our phone number. 818-985-KPFK. I know some have health issues that prevent them from taking the shots, like certain allergies and so forth. And, of course, those people are more at risk due to the people who don't have health, health issues who could take the vaccine. And that is clearly not the case uh, with most people who are deciding to go unvaccinated. It is not because they can't because of allergies or so forth, as these numbers uh, of those people becoming infected and hospitalized and killed are now pretty much around 95 percent or higher unvaccinated people. 818-985-5735. If you're unvaccinated, I would love to hear from you. For everyone else, uh, I got a separate question. I see a lot of people are ringing in on the vaccines. That's good. But uh, I have a separate question if you want to ring in with uh, Democrats now pretty much able to include anything they want in their upcoming long-awaited so far, $3.5 trillion reconciliation bill. They can pass it without any help from Republicans. I am arguing they should lard up that bill with just about anything and everything they ever wanted to pass, but couldn't get buy-in from Republicans to do so. As long as they can somehow uh, you know, relate it to the budget to pass uh, Senate parliamentarian muster, you know, they could probably put a tax on bullets if they wanted to. They can legalize marijuana. They can add a federal tax to it uh, and, and, you know, it'll bring in billions of dollars to, to the federal coffers. Why not? Do it now. Don't need any Republicans. Uh, Joe Biden is talking about uh, uh, writing a DACA into law via the immigration bill. Joe Manchin says he's fine with that. So what would you like them to add? This is a once in a lifetime chance. I want them to add everything they ever wanted to see passed because Lord knows when or if they will ever get the same chance again. More on that if I have time. Uh, And your calls at 818-985-KPFK. That's coming up next on the Bradcast. I'm Brad Friedman. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Happy birthday! Happy birthday yourself. Yes, You know your best shot right now is a vaccine against the COVID-19 uh, disease. That's what I'm saying. Thank you very much. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Tell you what, I was going to talk about uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats calling to add uh, immigration. Uh, a, a, a route towards um, a route towards route route towards uh, citizenship for dreamers. Uh, but I'm not even going to do that, uh, adding it to their infrastructure bill, because we've got so many people calling in about vaccines. That's fine. But if you want to talk about what should be added, what you'd like to see Democrats add to their once in a lifetime uh, shot here, perhaps at this reconciliation bill that they can add anything to. Give us a call. 818-985-5735. Uh, by the way, stock market tanked a bit on uh, Monday. The Dow dropped almost 900 points at one point. Uh, it closed in its worst day. 
uh, worst one-day decline of 2021 because of the Delta variant and fears that we are going to be heading right back into lockdowns again. So uh, if that's not a reason, uh, the economy crashing again uh, to get your vaccine, I'd love to know uh, what is a good reason to not be vaccinated. Let's take some of your calls on that. William in Riverside. Uh, Hey, William. Uh, Riverside is a lovely town, by the way. I was recently there. Uh, I just I just wanted to say that lovely town. Anyway, William, uh, why are you not getting vaccinated? Absolutely, it is. Um, I I choose not to because this country does not have a clean bill medically, if you will, of uh, for of anything medically dealing with African Americans. And I'll cite the uh, Mm -hmm. experiment as one. And why would I subject subject myself to, to something that history? has shown me otherwise. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, and you make an excellent point, and I do understand that, and there's a lot of African-American leaders out there saying, yeah, we know about the history. We're still strongly recommending you take this vaccine because uh, if you just look at the numbers, you saw how the the number of deaths came down and how much more likely you are to die uh, from uh, not getting the shot. So um, so even hearing uh, black leaders, William, has uh, encouraging people to get uh, vaccine did not change your mind about that, William? Absolutely not, sir. Uh, I, I will add a tangent to that. A lot of, a lot of these so-called black leaders mm-hmm. are, are immigrants from other countries that, that their skin color is black. They aren't black, African-American born here and, and descendants of slaves. They are, in fact, uh, immigrants from other countries, anchor babies, if you will. Well, okay. That, that in itself is a whole other issue of who we call African-American leaders. Okay, and you're also not convinced by the death toll numbers and the uh, infection numbers and hospitalization numbers that have just plummeted since we started using the vaccine? No, sir. Hey, hey sir, if you will, give me time. You remember? Does it, everyone remember the nurse that took this shot on TV and and passed out. She disappeared. No one knows whether she's alive or dead at this point. Okay, I'm not. I don't know. No, I don't remember any nurse who uh, passed out and, and disappeared. So you, you're gonna create. Yeah. You're gonna tell me we could create something in six months, roughly, that cures something, and we haven't even found a cure for the common cold, which has been around for. Hundreds of years. Well, actually, this is a version of the common cold, William, and I'll give you some just a quick detail on this. I don't want to get to because I know a lot of people are waiting here. But uh, no, this was not developed in six months. It's actually we've been working on mRNA vaccines for about 10 years now. And uh, what they did and the way mRNA vaccines work is that they can be constructed in a certain way to deal with specific types of viruses. They've been sort of looking for an opportunity to use the mRNA vaccine on something and that they've been working on for a decade and then this thing showed up and it seemed the perfect uh, chance to do that they adapted it to uh, the coronavirus the, the the novel coronavirus and it has been working undeniably William so uh, I, yeah it wasn't six months I know that's some of the misinformation that is out there but I wanted to let you know it's it's been uh, they've been developing it now for almost a decade William Thank you for that call. I do appreciate it. Let me go to uh, Mary. And there we go in Venice. Hey, Mary, welcome to the broadcast. Why uh, you're on un- unvaccinated? Why? 
Hi. Um, how are you? I'm okay. Okay. I just have to relax. <laughs> okay. Relax. Okay. It's all right. Um, are you? Has it ever happened to you that you've gotten information that turned out to be wrong or that you lacked information? Yes. Yes, of course. Okay. Well, it's interesting that you talk about the mRNA. Mm-hmm. Because do you know that Robert Malone, who's the man who invented the mRNA vaccine, has come out and said, this vaccine is dangerous, don't take it? Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA. Uh, I can't look it up uh, because, unfortunately, my computer crashed today, so I don't have it with me. Uh, Des, maybe you can look up Robert Malone. Where where did you hear this information that Robert Malone, whoever he is, has uh, advocated against the uh, mRNA and that it doesn't work? I I can tell you, I've done a lot of research, and there is absolutely... I am Uh pro-vaccine, and so are a lot of people that agree with me. Yeah. I'm not anti-vaccine, but I'm pro-safe vaccines uh-huh. appropriately used. Yeah. Um, this he was on the dark horse with Brett Weinstein, but then they. Uh, that's a podcast. The dark horse. Quickly, but hang on, Mary. Dark that's horse. dark horse. That's a, a podcast. It's a video or a podcast. Video? Uh-huh. With Brett Weinstein. Okay. He was also. You should learn all about the Reiner Fuelmich. <laughs> Corona Committee. Okay. Now this is a German. I mean, I. This is a German American lawyer. So who sued Volkswagen? Yeah. And sued Deutsche Bank. Very credible man, prominent lawyer. Yeah. Who is who is doing interviewing many experts on, now, uh, about COVID? Okay, so Mary, let me ask you this. You're saying so Robert Malone, you say developed the mRNA uh, technology. Um, and he says it doesn't work. Is that what you said? No, that's not what I said. Oh, what what did you say? I'm you sorry. Hear, you don't want to hear what I said. No, no, I I was asking you what you said about bad. Robert Malone. It's dangerous. Oh, he said it's dangerous. It's okay. What's the it's harm? Harmful. What's the harm? It's harmful. What's the harm? Okay. Yeah. What's the harm? The, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not a scientist. I'll explain it the best I can. You should yeah. really watch it. The, the, you can listen to explanations. Robert Malone also testified before Reiner Fuelmick Corona Committee. That's I understand. I, I no, I got it. But you can't tell me what the harm is that he's warning about. Yes, I can. It, it's hard for me to explain. I'll try to explain it. Okay. They said that the spike protein was supposed to stay in the arm. There's many facets to this. There's okay. so many things I could outrageous things I can tell you, and these are from experts, top experts. You're getting your information from corporate media. No, actually, I get my information from a whole bunch of places, Mary. That's why I'm trying to figure out where did you okay, get this. Where you, where, I don't know where, where you're getting it from. Oh, I, I, where are you getting? I I I, to- I read an an incredible amount of science. I uh, interview epidemiologists. I read things that come from uh, uh, vaccine. Uh, what do we call them? Hesitant people. Uh, I try to look into what their allegations are, and I'm trying to figure out if this was not safe. Uh, even though it has pretty much put the brakes on hundreds of thousands of people dying in this country, no, why? It's not effective either. That's it's also not. a lie. The whole thing is okay. there's so many lies around this whole COVID thing. So it has not stopped. It has not stopped the death rate in this country. Is that what you're saying, Mary? Yes, I am okay. saying that. In fact, it's probably caused more death. It's caused. Okay. Death. All right. And 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 you get your information where, by the way? Do you do you read uh, Facebook? Do you? Uh, no, I get my information. Email. I find, 
I find people interested in this, like, like Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. and uh, Reiner Fulmick, who are investigating what's going on. Okay. And they are talking to experts, experts who have the integrity, who have the, you know, who are not bought okay. by the by big pharma or okay. just believing what their superiors tell them. Right. Which, uh, big pharma is unbelievably um, powerful. All right. And there's one, I'd like to tell you a quote quick. from, uh, okay, quick, let's see. Okay, first of all, you should know, I want to tell you one thing real quick. A letter sent to tens of thousands of their European peers, doctors of COVID ethics, mm-hmm. note four important scientific findings. Read the safety and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines. Now, this is a wonderful development. They've done the scientific papers, have been done. What, what, and are, are these are these peer-reviewed scientific papers? Yes. Where yes. are they peer-reviewed? What journal can I read them in, Mary? This is a new, I'll tell you what to do. Uh, do a search when you get your computer back. Uh-huh. Do a search on letter to physicians for new scientific discoveries. Okay? Letter to physicians. Okay. Now, uh, there's a site called logically.ai. Uh, that says that this the the fact that uh, Robert Malone invented mRNA vaccines that that is apparently false according to the CDC um, the mRNA vaccines teach our cells how to make proteins or even just a piece of protein etc cetera, etc cetera. on the person on his personal website Dr. Malone has been promoting himself as the inventor of the mRNA vaccine, but this is misleading. In 89, Malone published a paper uh, somewhat related to this. While the paper is an example of his contribution to the work, it does not make him the inventor of the mRNA vaccines. And that came in from listener Paul. Thank you, Paul. Um, so are you fact-checking the fact-checkers? I said this. Since he came out and said this, yeah. there's anybody anybody that comes out and says the vaccines says there's problems with these vaccines. Yeah, they immediately are smeared and have lies about them. And uh, well, I'm not I'm not smearing him. They just looked into that and they said, well, no, he's actually not the inventor of the mRNA vaccine. So I got to get to some other calls, Mary. But I wanted to know why, and I'm, I'm glad to know. Thank you. I'm glad to know why you don't want to take it. It's because of this information that you are getting, which may now, or you know may not yours, be good. Yours isn't misinformation. Uh, you're you right. Be, it's very. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. don't be so quick to say that mine is misinformation. I said it may or may not be. Inf- I said, it, Mary, Mary, oh, Mary. Okay. Yeah. All right. So important. I can't. I can't. You can't find it. And I got 20 people okay. trying to get in. I did give you a lot of time, Mary, and I appreciate it. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying we don't know. And it sounds like neither do you. Let me go to uh, where. I, oh, who did? I, oh, wait. I think I hung up on someone there accidentally. Please call back. My apologies. Um, hang on. I'm screwing it all up. There we go. All right. Now I'm going to go to Diamond. There we go in West Hollywood. Hey, Diamond, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, Brad. How are you doing? Hanging in there today. Um, What's up? Well, first I wanted to say what I wanted funding for um, to employ us unemployed musicians, actors, and vocalists like they used to in uh, Roosevelt's time, I believe it was. Uh-huh. But I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to respond. I have empathy for those who can't because of allergies get the vaccine. Yeah, me too. Me too. 
but the unvaxxed people endanger those of us who got the vaccine. I actually pushed with my councilman for months to get a home home vaccination for people, and mm-hmm. now we have it in all of LA County. Um, and um, the the unvaccinated people, um, Dr. Kimberly Schreiner, I talked to her, and she stressed everyone. She's with Huntington Hospital. The vast majority of people, even with conditions, can get the vaccine that benefit, and that the benefits outweigh the risk. Well, yeah. Um, and, you know, when Mary was saying that oh, we don't know that it's all um, not true, that fewer people are dying. I mean, I have relatives who work in hospitals and they can you know, they were there during the worst of this uh, in, in uh, you know, December and January and so forth. And when the, you couldn't get out, you couldn't find a bed in the hospital and everything has changed since the uh, vaccines have come out and been made widely available. Now, all of a sudden, uh, well, there was, you know, the number of patients went way, way down. Now it's spiked, beginning to spike again in certain places. But, yeah, we have firsthand evidence that it has worked. Doesn't mean there won't be side effects, I guess, in the future. But right now, it keeps you from dying. Uh, it sounds, uh, yeah, go ahead, Diamond. Oh, sorry. And, and um, what the unvaccinated people do not, you know, seem to, uh, I don't know whether they don't care about it or they're not thinking about it, but by them not getting unvaccinated, by them not getting vaccinated, yeah. they endanger those of us who are vaccinated because the rare yeah. chances, the very rare chances of breakthroughs, but also the chance that when they infect other unvaccinated people, mm-hmm. that their virus can mutate and, and uh, risk uh, vac- vaccines not being able to work as well. That's correct. So um, yeah. it, it, it's very selfish. And, yep. and um and, you know, I don't have a lot of empathy for ignorant people because the information is out there if they want to weed through well, it. Well, listen, uh, Diamond, I don't want to say that these uh, folks are ignorant. Uh, I think that in many cases they are being misinformed. So, for example, when I was speaking with Mary and she talked about that guy, Dr. Robert Malone, he says he invented the mRNA vaccine. But when people look at it, he wrote a paper that had something to do with RNA uh, transfection. But uh, and, and this uh, site notes that while this paper is an, an example of his important contribution to the then emerging field, it does not make him the inventor of mRNA vaccines. And if he's out there saying that he's the inventor, that would seem to me uh, that maybe you should question what else he's having to say. If, in fact, it turns out his 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 main claim to fame here that he invented this vaccine is actually not true. So I'm not calling anyone ignorant. I do think there's a lot of people who are misinformed about it, and that's what I want to talk about. Diamond, I got to jump because I got a lot of folks who want to get in. Thank you for the call. I greatly appreciate it. You bet. Uh, There we go. Uh, let me uh, let me take one on because uh, you guys have also taken me up on uh, some of my requests to hear what would you like to get into this Democratic infrastructure bill. Uh, John has an idea. Let's see what it is. Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast from Los Angeles. What's up, John? Hey, I'm ignorant, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, quickly, uh, sir. Well, well just to prove it, I, I, if the uh, if the budgetary items can be passed through reconciliation and all. Yeah. Uh, why not just pay people a buck to vote and stipulate all the 
nice requirements to go along with. Oh, there you go. So uh, if you vote, uh, the government will give you a dollar and that will obviously uh, affect the budget. However, it won't stop the voter suppression laws that are being passed by Republicans around the country. And that's really the problem. Not getting them to vote. The problem is uh, allowing them to vote. And I'm not sure how you would do that via budget reconciliation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Me, me neither. All right. Good, good try, though. Uh, Thank you, John. I do appreciate it. <laughs> take care. Uh, all right. Let me do this. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more of your calls on the broadcast. 818-985-5735. 818-985-KPFK. I'm going to try to get to as many of you as I can. So keep your comments short. We'll try to fly through a, a whole bunch uh, of folks out there. A lot of why I won't get vaccinated folks. I do want to hear from you. 818-985-KPFK. I'm Brad Friedman. And you are listening to The Bradcast. The Bradcast and the Green News Report are 100% independent, 100% listener supported. But we can't do it alone. We need you. Please help us bring real facts to listeners at independent stations around the nation. Please drop by bradblog.com donate. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Welcome back. It's the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Taking your calls because I'm really fascinated uh, why anyone with so much information out there, so much science out there that you can read on your own, you can actually read the scientific studies, why people would not want to take the vaccine uh, now that it's been made widely available to pretty much everyone in the country for free. And we're taking your calls on that. 818-985-KPFK. As the Delta variant is rising, people are once again uh, being uh, infected, uh, severely uh, hospitalized with severe infections, dying unnecessarily because uh, of the infections. 95 percent or more are people who are unvaccinated. Why? I don't get it. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to Michael in Huntington Beach. Hey, Michael, welcome to the broadcast. Why are you not getting vaccinated? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, I'm a big fan of evolution and the human immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, simply put, it, I'm not anti-vax and I'm not opposed to anybody getting vaccinated mm-hmm. i don't deny that the numbers have come down i'm not challenging any of the stuff that anybody else is challenging okay what i'm saying here's a scientific question that i would like to see studied and answered yeah we we're all trying to reach herd immunity this is the big thing mm-hmm. right? we need herd immunity okay is it possible that the culling of the herd that happens to every other organism in the known universe certainly on our planet, the culling of the herd, is that possibly just as important or maybe even more important than the ultimate herd immunity that we reach 
at the end of it. Well, let me. I, I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, let me respond, Michael. Uh, that uh, the science, the scientists have told us that it, to reach herd immunity without use of the vaccines, just, you know, people getting mm-hmm. uh, sick, developing antibodies, yes. uh, some people dying, it would take literally tens of millions of people dying. You think. Uh, and this is a question. You think that's just fine if that's what it takes. Tens, if not hundreds of millions of people dying around the country, around the world uh, to get to the hu- herd immunity because that's what evolution wants. A- absolutely. And, I actually, and, and this is yeah. why I want the scientists to study if it's possible that maybe the culling of the herd, the other side of the coin of herd immunity, is just as important. What and, if, what and what if, if I don't want to, Michael, what if I don't want to die? And you get the vaccine. Well, uh, okay, but you're not getting the vaccine makes it more likely that those vaccines are not going to work for me. And okay. I, I, I guess, okay, I, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm not I, trying to I, judge. I I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're thinking, and, and it's... My thinking is, yeah. I mean, seriously, every other organism on Earth, yeah. it, 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 none of it, no organism will absolutely decimate and shut down the healthy part. Not even a virus will shut down the healthy part of, of itself in order to protect the old, the sick, the weak, the dying. The, I, I'm sorry to sound callous. I'm just looking at what I see science. No, I, no, I got it. And you would be fine if it kills everyone you know, everyone in your family, because, uh, hey, evolution, right? I, I hate to say this, but yes. Okay. Uh, honestly, because right. I look at it and I say, what okay. if I died? I mean, there's okay. this, this world is about so much more than me and the, those around me. I got and it. if I can do something to help protect others, on some uh, level, yes, but without forcing me to go against nature. I, I'm, I'm on board with nature. Do you take any medicines at all? Not re- no. Any? Well, you say not really. You take a few aspirin. You take a if you're yeah, prescribed I mean, something. I mean, I, yeah, sure, I, I'm not. I'm not anti any medicine or anything like that. I'm not anti help. What I'm anti is shutting society down and forcing everybody to get on board. Well, well hang on, Michael. If you're against if you're against shutting society down, society shuts down. When the virus kicks in, when infections kick in, if you want to open society, take the vaccine. No, I I stayed as open as I could all the way through the whole pandemic, and I got together with friends without masks. We hugged. We kissed. I'm just saying, I'm against the government shutting society down. If nature shuts it down, that's just part of nature. Um, I'm 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 I don't mind the government keeping us alive. I think that's an excellent use of our taxpayer dollars. And I hope if you get cancer that you will uh, consider treatment that would keep you alive rather than saying, "Eh, you know what, I got cancer. There's science that could save me, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Been there and done that, I've, okay. I, and I took care of it, and I had it removed, and, I, and I'm good to go. Wait, you had it removed? Why would you have it removed? Yeah. Why would you have it removed, Michael? Because I'm not opposed to to doing something, I'm opposed to shutting everybody else in my world down to force them to be on board with what I need to do for me. If okay. you need to stay home okay. and protect yourself from the virus, I'm on board with that. I'll, All right. you. I'll go do your shopping. All right. well, I'm opposed to shutting the world down. And, and uh, well, I'll, if I'll, you want I'll to shut down. the world down, and I, and I don't mean to be short with you, I just want to get to as many callers as I can, Michael, but if you want to yeah. not shut the world down, 
Take the virus. That's what shut the world down is before we had the virus, uh, the vaccine. Now we have the vaccine. Take the vaccine because that has opened up the world. Just as when you had cancer and you had it cut out, it saved your life. All right. Yeah, but the virus right. didn't shut the world down. Government decisions, right. human decisions okay. shut the world All down. All right. The virus Th- showed up. I appreciate that's, it. Thank- that's my reason. I hear you. And I, pre- I do appreciate the call, Michael. Thank you. Even if I don't really wish to take part in your mass suicidal worldwide experiment that would kill tens, if not hundreds of millions of people to find out. Let's go to, but I do appreciate your call. Um, another Mike in uh, Los Angeles. Hey, Mike, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, why? Uh, wh- what's on your mind here? You are vaccinated, is that right? Yes, I am vaccinated, Brad. By the way, many happy returns and watch out for all those candles burning. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Lots of them, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wanted to advise William and Riverside, dude, you got it bass backwards. This Tuskegee experiment involved withholding treatment from people who were infected with syphilis yes. and just studying the disease as it progressed and they died. Yep. Withholding the vaccine from yourself is repeating the same uh, inhumane treatment of African-Americans. Smart. Yes. Smartly so, said. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. And you are, of course, right on the money. And I'm kicking myself that I didn't uh, mention that. 818-985-KPFK. Let me get to, uh, boy, we got so many folks coming in. I want to get to Mark in Sherman Oaks. Hey, Mark, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad. Uh, I love your show. I'm not a Trump supporter. I think you're a great host. I think you are terrified, Brad. I'm not vaccinated. I'm 66 years old. I'm in a super good health. I speak three languages. I get information from three different continents, including China. My mm-hmm. wife is Chinese. Yeah. She lives in China. She went to the movie last night in the town of Qingdao. Nine million people. Yeah. Nobody were wearing masks. Yeah. Nobody had a passport. Okay. okay? So, and I'm very surprised that you don't know Malone. Don't judge him because maybe he said something that's not... Listen to the interview that this lady was talking about. Okay. Okay. I can't believe that on KPFK, I have to hear from and I really respect you. Or Ian Master, you two, and and Tom Ackman, you are terrified. You are terrified. I don't know why. Mark, what am I terrified of? Dying? Of dying, of getting sick, of something. Yes. How many people die every year in the United States? How, tell me, how many people die from cigarettes every year in the United States? Year after year after year. Yeah, but if you... Yeah, but I, I will tell you, I will tell you, I will tell you how many people died last year in the United States. 600,000 less than died this year. How many die every year in the United States for natural causes? Like I said... 600,000 people fewer than died this year thanks to coronavirus. People die, okay? Yeah. People die. Okay. And you should definitely get information. There is right now in Europe a committee of lawyers and doctors. Do you not take... Mark, do you not... I'm coming up to the top. Why we cannot have information 
about the toxicity of the vaccine. I'm coming yes, up to... I will get the vaccine in January, yeah. at the end of January 2023, when it's supposed, the testing is supposed to be done. Okay. No, I got I'm not cutting you off, Mark, but I'm coming up to the top of the hour, so I am cutting you off. I, I appreciate your call, and I hear you, and I thank you for, uh, for your thoughts on it. I really do. Let me get to, if I have time for one or two more, maybe Stephanie in Lancaster. Hey, Stephanie, welcome to the broadcast. Quickly. Hello, Brad. Hi. I'm calling, to re- I'm calling to refute what Michael said. Can you do it quick? Um, I, <laughs> I have 303 pistachio trees, two of which died in the drought. Uh-huh. In pruning, I've discovered that each tree of the remaining ones has made a different kind of decision about which branches to sacrifice so that the tree could live. I, I don't know about other organisms, but yeah. I know that pistachio trees will give up part of themselves in order to survive. Okay. Thank you for that, Stephanie. I'm going to have to ponder that off air to figure out exactly how that refutes where we were going. And listen, one more, just because I uh, Roger has called in a few times and I haven't been able to get to him. But Roger, you're going to have to do this in about 30 seconds. Roger in Minneapolis. Hey, brother, welcome to the back to the broadcast. Uh, your thoughts on this vaccination question? Brad, um, I have reticently um, begun crawling out from under my rock slightly. I've been masking. I still am very reticent to go into stores, mm-hmm. but I know quite a number of um, um, alternatively oriented people who are vaccinated. I also know quite a few who are not. And I am befuddled about how to regard my relationship with those people who can't see past their own navels. And I do uh, foresee and have foreseen all along that we're going to be going back into another lockdown. So there's your Debbie Downer moment Thank- from Minnesota. Uh, there you go. Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate that call from Minnesota. Uh, listen, I, 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 again, I'm not trying to disparage anyone. I don't think they're um, uh, cruel or stupid. I think they are being misinformed. Do I have one more? Yeah, one more I can get in real quick. Natasha in uh, Santa Fe Springs. Natasha, welcome to the broadcast very quickly. Hi, how are you? Okay, quickly. You got uh, 15 seconds on why you don't want to get vaccinated. Well, one thing, what happens to our medical freedom and our medical rights to choose what we want to do with our bodies and what we put in it? You, For well, one, can you tell me uh, three ingredients in the vaccine? Well, who? wait, who's making you put the vaccine in your body, Natasha? Well, I mean, the way that you're talking about it, you're almost seeming like you're judging everybody. And... Um, but you have the freedom to not take it. I just wonder. I'm just wondering why you wouldn't want to. I'm wondering why you wouldn't want to save your life. I'm wondering why you wouldn't want to save your grandmother's life or your children's life or your wife or your well, husband's life if you can my do so. Actually, has cancer, uh-huh. and she has stage four cancer, and she had COVID, and she survived, and okay. she didn't have any symptoms. Okay, and she was fine. And okay. actually, I had four people in my family yeah. have cancer, and my dad just died of it. Okay. So one thing I will say is the- that how many people have died from cancer? Are we stopping our lives from that? Uh, no, but you can't catch cancer from someone else, Natasha. I got to get out. I do appreciate your thoughts and your calls here, though. I really do. Uh, I want to understand this. I appreciate it. You can drop me an email if you like. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. I'm always happy to hear from you once my computer's back up. Uh, my thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my board operator, Federico Garcia, and to everyone who called in. Uh, even those I couldn't get to, my apologies. Tried to get to as many as I could. 
Let's see. What else do I have? I think that's it. You can drop me an email, I already said. You can find me on the Facebooks and the Twitters at the Brad Blog. I will see you there. Until we see you here, hopefully tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Thank you.